My name is Brandon Boyd, co-owner of Roberta's, a super duper awesome place. Roberta's is a very, 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 very proud sponsor of the Heritage Radio Network. We're also super awesome. Thank you, Heritage. Halloween special starts soon. Gun wash news time. It is 9 p.m. here in Brooklyn, and I'm, I have to say, Armando, I'm, I'm aghast. I, you look startled. Well, I'm just happy I was able to make it on time. For those of you who are just tuning in, uh, let me tell you, this is year three, actually. This is the third time in a row uh, we are doing our Halloween special. And as usual, we have special guest Emily McMaster here. She's Armando, here. you know her so well. And we are very excited to be spooked out this evening. She has brought some friends with her, and it is going to be one heck of a night, guys. It's gun wash, and it's coming up next. Oh, dear. I'm not the supreme expert on cleaning guns, but I do know a little bit, and I'm just going to share my little tips and ideas with you. Hello, hi everyone, everyone that's around me, hi, let's all... Hello! Yeah, it's, I'm uh, thankful, hey Emily, how are you? You know, every year you wear the black lipstick, and I think that that's, uh, it's almost a hallmark of the season for when I see you. I don't always, I see you sometimes, I don't always see you wearing black lipstick, but on this night every year you seem to always be wearing it. Well, it's a tradition. It's a tradition, and I, uh, and, uh, thankful I am that we are able to uphold it. Uh, Give him a kiss on the cheek. Yes. <laughs> Well, good evening, everyone. It is Gunwash, and uh, listeners out there, I am I can hear you clicking and tuning in right now, and uh, uh, I just want to say I'm thankful to everyone here uh, for coming and joining us. It is Halloween, and a spooky night it is. I want to tell you all that I've been searching all week to find the scariest movies to watch, because as Armando, this is a secret of mine. We've talked about it once in a while, but I have an addiction to scary movies. I like scary movies. I love them so much, and it's so hard to find a really, really good one. It's been uh, a while. It's been a while. Uh, but that's why we do gun wash on Halloween every year, so that we can have our own spooky little uh, get together. There's fire uh, in front of us. It's fire. Yes, and the yes, the studio is set up. I, I haven't seen uh, the Roberta's uh, Heritage Radio studio like this. I, I think the last time I saw it in this way was when we celebrated New Year's 2011 or something here, when there was mylar all over the walls and and it was uh, a disco Dan, ball. And it was a disco Ooh, spray paint spray paint thing. Uh, thank you, Odetta, of course, for setting everything up. It's been, uh, I guess. A couple of years now that we've been doing this, so we're happy to continue doing it. Jack, um, yeah. thank you for being nice to me, even though I was a little terse while asking for the paper towels. Yeah, really, I you s- came in here and you're like, I demand a paper no, towel but I, right no, I, now. No, I came in, no, no, I, I came in, but I came in very like, hello, everyone, uh, yeah, let's true. do this. And then I just, I, I had a frantic moment because a little bit of water spilled. But I, I, met, my, I met my girlfriend on this Halloween show. Yes, oh, yes. Two years ago. Right, right. So when we did the uh, Emily, when we had Emily in for a spooky story, um... I think Odetta came in to, to play an instrument, and that's a that, connection Armando, that was is made. how, yes, a connection was made. And uh, often here at Gunwash, we do make connections. 
For those of you listening, uh, if you do have your own scary story, we may have some time for them, but I can't promise anything. I'll probably hang up on most people. You probably people, but, will. You know. It's one of those nights where they're, you know, we're jam-packed. Uh, there's other guests tonight besides hey, Emily. Why doesn't Sam will... let himself be heard, too, just so listeners know what's yeah, up? Yeah, uh, so that's the other thing, yes. So we have our friend Griffin and our friend Sam here. They are accompanying Emily. Uh, they will be our musical guests for this evening. Uh, and as you know, uh, we love to bring all sorts of different kinds of mediums here. Uh, and if you are uh, Armando, uh, we, you know, we leave this disclaimer. If you are one of those who are the f- faint at heart, this may be the time when you'd like to uh, tune out or, or have your children leave the room. It can get a little spooky uh, on this particular episode. Yeah, I remember so, that last yeah, year. It gets a little weird. Last year we told the story of the ice cream truck. It was a little <laughs> wacky and uh, made me feel a little strange. Emily, do you have a full – it seems as though you're ready to go. You have a full night of stories ahead of us, I would imagine. Well, I'm actually doing something a little different this year. Oh, really? And what is that? <laughs> Um, well, you know, first year, what, we went, we dealt with devils and skinwalkers. Yes, yes. Things from the desert, where I'm from. Last year, we dealt with um, psychotic sex and ice cream trucks. A little funnier. Yeah, a little bit a on little the lighter weirder. side, but weird, spooky, weird, creepy, yeah. Well, this year, I have gathered some very creepy audio recordings oh. of certain events that we'll oh. be listening to throughout the show. Very excited. Very exciting, very exciting. Yes, one in particular that listeners will be hearing throughout the show is the so-called death tape from Jonestown. Oh. The massacre. Oh, that scares the shit yes. out of me. It's the Jim, Jim Jones of the People's Temple in South America. That's what, well, we, it's, cults, are, yeah, I'm just cults are scary to begin with, but now that we can actually have a tape of it is even well, scarier. And for our regular well, listeners, that's not Dipset Jim Jones. <laughs> well, um, it's the Jim Jones. I kept remembering Brian Jones' Town Massacre when I first started doing the research, and I realized real quick it's Jim Jones. Um, however, just a little backstory. You know, he moved sort of a communist utopia down to South America, and Jim Jones is actually a darling of the left wing in America in the 70s. Like, Harvey Milk loved him. Sure. Um, anyway, Congressman was shot nearby their commune, as, uh, um, as well as with a few people who were trying to leave because it was getting very creepy there. And so, in an act of rebellion, Jim Jones convinced 918 people to commit suicide at the same time. What? Yes, well, this is uh, well-known news. It must have been a Casanova. So, this... Go on, yeah. Oh, no. No, I was going to say, well, this is incredibly exciting that we actually get to hear uh, another part of this uh, Well, it's disturbing. Along with the 918 people, 303 children died. So, you'll in these recordings, you're going to hear Jim convince his congregation to drink... Cyanide laced yeah, flavor. Is this gun wash? Yeah, it's gun wash. Hey, but we got to go to music, so make it quick, pal. Am I on the radio? Yes, sir. Yeah. Are you telling spooky stories? Tonight, yes, we are, sir. Yeah. One time I went to the Bronx, I got a hand job from the stripper with hand sanitizer. My dick burned. <laughs> That's very good. Well, listen, uh, much more from Emma. That was wonderful. By the way, callers, if you do want to call in at 718 we're here on Gunwash, gunwash.com. We are. Proud broadcasters on the HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find us at Roberta's. Don't come visit. They won't let you in. Spliffington's gone. Spliffington is, is he's not gone forever. He will be back he soon. Might. We're going to listen to some music for just a few moments. Not and really, but we're going to listen to something. Well, we got to listen to something because the outline says it's a music break. You. We'll be back in just a few moments with Emily Big Master and friends. My best to give you the good life. But in spite of all of that I've tried, a handful of our people with their lives have made our life impossible. 
There's no way to detach ourselves from what's happened today. Not only we're in a compound situation, not only are there those who have left and committed the betrayal of the century, some have stolen children from others and they're in pursuit right now to kill them because they stole their children. And we, we are sitting here waiting on a powder keg. I don't think this is what we want to do with our babies. I don't think that's what we had in mind to do with our babies. It was said by the greatest of prophets from time immemorial, no man lay, takes my life from me. It's over, sister. It's over. We've made that day. We made a beautiful day. And let's make it a beautiful day. That's what I want. We win when we go down. Tim Stone has nobody else to hate. He has nobody else to hate. Then he'll destroy himself. I'm speaking here not as uh, the administrator. I'm speaking as a prophet today. I wouldn't step in this seat and talk so serious if I didn't know what I was talking about. If there's any way to call back, the immense amount of damage is going to be done. But I cannot separate myself from the pain of my people. You can't either, Christine, if you stop to think about it. You can't separate yourself. We've walked too long together. I, I know that, but I still think as an individual, I have a right to... You do, and I'm listening. ...what I think, what I feel. And I think we all have a right to our own destiny as individuals. Right. And I think I have a right to choose mine, and everybody else has a right to choose theirs. Mm -hmm. You know? I'm not criticized, I'm not German. What's that? That's what 20 people said today with their lives. I think I still have a right to my own opinion. I, I'm not taking it from you. I'm not taking it from you. Christine, you're only standing here because he was here in the first place. So I don't know what you're talking about, having an individual life. Your life has been extended to the day that you're standing there because of him. Oh, it's like there. She has much right to speak to anybody else, too. What'd you say, Luby? Well, you'll regret it this very day if you don't die. You'll regret it if you don't, know you don't die. You'll regret it. I saved them, I saved them, but I made my example, I made my expression, I made my manifestation, and the world was ready, not ready for me. Paul said, I was a man born out of due season. I've been born out of due season just like all we are, and the best testimony we can make is to leave this goddamn world. Can you explain what that yeah, was? Yeah, that was... What was that exactly? That's the actual audio recording of him talking to the congregation first to get the people up to give their opinions on what they want to happen. Well, so this is when they... So that, so for those of you who don't know, Jim Jones was this guy. Uh, he brought he these was, people to the People's Temple or He was a cult leader yeah. that started a commune in South America um, in the 70s. And after an incident where a U.S. congressman was murdered, 
he convinced his congregation that the U.S. government was going to come in and ruin their utopia ah. so that the better option would be for them all to commit mass suicide in a revolutionary act. So this tape that we're listening to is him convincing them of this while they drink the Kool-Aid. And this lady, Christine, she maybe is not... Uh... She's maybe not as convinced. He has a few people. I mean, the whole segment's about an hour long. I went through and kind of found the most... I wouldn't say best parts, but at least uh, most disturbing. You know what's weird is like... They're like having a regular conversation about it. You know what I mean? Like I would have, you know. Yeah, you know it's like in a room. Yeah, they're like they're like so like he's gonna try to convince them or whatever. And Christine is like, well, now wait one second. I don't know about this, but it seems so outrageous that they would actually do that. Well, well, actually, a few weeks previous, I read that he had done a sort of test drive on this idea to see how loyal his people were. Where he said, you know, he gave them the Kool Aid, told them it was poison, and they all drank it. But it wasn't. It was just to test their loyalty to him. Yeah, but they knew that that was an exercise, obviously. Because, I mean, think, <laughs> no. because think about that if this lady is standing there and saying, making a, let's say, you know, a scene about drinking the Kool-Aid, then, ay ay ay. I mean, they must have known that the, that the previous Kool-Aid was, not, was an exercise if they drank it willingly. It's very scary. And there's babies in the background and stuff like this? I know. It's, it's actually a very gruesome piece of history. But I find that... It's very strange. There's an audio recording of it. Like, I'm not even sure logistically how this was found. Because people stumbled upon this site, and there's 900 people dead in a field. Yeah, it's crazy. And their bodies were all, like, puffed up and Piles weird. and it, piles. It's crazy. I know. It's, it's, it's horrific. And it's very, uh, very telling of the power of, you know, one human. Yeah. Influence. It's, it's was weird, Jim Jones a uh, influence on the guy? Yeah, he was. He had a heavy Im- influence on these people. That's what I'm saying. That's kind of scary itself. You know, it's interesting, Armando. Be- By the way, on a lighter note, it's Armando's birthday. I don't Happy know. Happy birthday! <laughs> <laughs> um, yay! Uh, yay! Nobody. Nobody cares. No, everyone cares. Your name was. Your name was. Uh, I was going to say. Speaking of influence. Um, Armando, it said happy birthday, Armando. It's funny, I work downtown on Canal and Varick, and it said happy birthday, Armando, on the Tribeca Films. <laughs> like, on, like, the, on the sign of the Tribeca Films. On the marquee. It, on, the on the marquee, it said happy birthday, Armando, which was kind of funny. Um, and so scary, happy, too. It's very actually. scary. So happy birthday. Thank I'm you, sorry. buddy. I, 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 you uh, I know that there was a, a movie playing. I'm sorry that I wasn't able to attend. But, it wasn't a scary one, though. Yeah, and, you know, that's why like, I wanted to save, you know, the, save our partying for, you know, a night when we're all together as, a, as a, a group of pals. Well, shit, I don't know, man. This is, uh, this is kind of a scary way to start out, Emily. I'm not sorry. No, that's no, no, here. no, no. Yeah, that's that's the one. <laughs> no, so, I mean we can lighten it up a little bit. Well, I want to know. I want to know exactly um, what. Why did they kill? Why did they kill? The, why did they do what he said? I'm trying to figure, and I've always sort of like tried to figure that out in my head. I mean, well, if you listen to the entirety of the tape, he says, you know, he tells them we are born into this world crying, and we're going to leave this world peacefully. He convinces them that living one more day in an untruthful way, you know, like being involved with the U.S. government, authority, all this is worse than just dying peacefully together as a family. Yeah, but isn't it so morbid, I feel, to actually like really... We talked about this on the Robin Williams episode. I mean, it's like to really, really do that is like so demented strange and then for a guy to be able to convince how many people 918 yeah 900 and then for the the kids what did they do cuz kids don't make not no, because decisions be, parents 
gave the kids the Kool Aid. They like fed it to them and stuff. And what was in the Kool Aid? Cyanide. cyanide. It was actually flavored. Mondo juice. Yeah. Mondo, it was, it was, juice. It was Mondo juice. Mondo juice. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was flavored cyanide. Yeah. Yeah, but it's. Um, Odetta wants to know if there are any survivors. There were there a few. There were a few yeah. people that escaped during it that have told stories about how they escaped and what they saw. Were they aggressive towards the tried people trying to escape? Or they like? The, oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they killed. They killed a few people that tried to escape with the U.S. congressman, and that's why the same afternoon they just all off themselves. Yeah, but what happened with this guy, Jim Jones? I mean, you feel like well, okay, he starts this thing, and people are happy because it's free of government or whatever the fuck that is, and then utopia. A utopia. I mean, what was so utopian about it? It sounds boring. Well, it was a. He was. You can't smoke weed. You can't get high. (laughs) You can't drink. You can't have sex. Like it's Christian. You have to wear a uniform. Actually, I mean, this is the seventies. Jim Jones. They were having a lot of sex and doing a lot of acid. Oh, okay. So I mean, that sounds kind of cool. Um. Yeah, too bad Spliffington's on here. That does sound very spliffy. He's probably having sex on he's probably acid at the right gym, now. He's probably Jim Jones with Jim Jones. Well, the thing is, he kept telling them, he's like, if we don't do this now, the U.S. government's going to come in and they're going to torture our babies. He's like, they need to die peacefully in our arms or they're going to be turned over to the U.S. government. Now, that's like an acid trip. Like, who believes something like that? But what if you're tripping that hard? But that's the thing is, like, I believe that the U.S. government is, like, really fucked up. But like, but But, like, there's not... It's not actually, like... Like, yes, the, the U.S. government kills babies, but they don't, like, go and, like, come and torture No, but Aaron, if you're tripping that hard, though, on acid, and, like, having, like, Say, oh, yeah, a yeah. weird... You know, in a utopia, you know, the U.S. government will be scary to you, or, you know, the whole... It'll be totally different to you that you, you wouldn't want to fuck with it. If I was... Well, maybe. I don't know. I... If he was wow. part of this, you know, was it a cult? Would they call themselves a yeah, cult? Yeah, what, what were they? They were a they cult, would probably right? They would probably refer to themselves as a religious commune, um, but we would refer to them definitely as a cult, what's like the, with one leader. And what were the core beliefs? That, listen, we've well, got to get away from society. Society's well, all crazy. And, well, uh, Jim Jones is actually a very huge Marxist, um, which, you know, arguably he did not live out those ideals. But in his mind, he kind of, he started a bunch of Christian churches in the United States, but he was pretty much an atheist who was trying to spread this idea of Marxist communism through the Christian church. For those of uh, for those of us listeners who aren't uh, super familiar with the Communist Manifesto, what is Marx? <laughs> what's what's Marx? What is Marxist? What 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 makes him a Marxist, and what is it? Um, he was seeking. It was, he's an interesting character. I didn't know this, but he was seeking a a society of equality. He was one of the very first like. He was very um, anti-segregation and started was very involved with the civil rights movement. Like Harvey Milk, Angela Davis loved this guy. Who's Harvey he Milk? I'm not on I, I heard that in the first when you said that, but I don't know who that is. He was the first openly gay politician. Oh, he was in a. Did they make oh, a movie so about that him. guy? Hey, they let's like... listen to a little while Sam and Griffin play beautiful music. Let's listen to a little bit more of this tape. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, please, by all means. Renegade showed them justice. The congressman's dead. medication. It's simple. It's simple. There's no convulsions with it. It's just simple. Just please get it. Before it's too late, the GDF will be here. I tell you, get moving. Get moving. Get moving. Don't be afraid to die. If, you're, if these people land out here, they'll, they'll torture some of our children here. They'll torture our people. They'll torture our seniors. We cannot have this. Are you going to separate yourself from whoever shot the congressman? I don't know who shot him.
Baker Pete and those had a right to go and they had a right to how many are dead? Oh God almighty God. Hmm? Patty Parks is dead. to endure long enough in a safe place to write about the goodness of Jim Jones? I don't know how in the world they're ever going to write about us. It's just too late. It's too late. The congressman's dead. The congressman's dead. Many of our traitors are dead. They're all laying out there dead. Hmm? I didn't, but, but my people did. My people did. My people. They're my people. They're his people. Yes, yeah, they're his people. And, and they've been provoked too much. They've been Universal. provoked too much. Hey, Emily. What's Emily. happened here has been too much. This has been an act what, of provocation. What happened to the congressman? What happened to the congressman? What's the congressman's story? we got to go to music he, in a moment, but i got to know. What is it? What happened to this guy? He came with a few... He came sort of trying to shine a light on an expose on Jonestown. Because there's so many oh, Americans living here. Oh, yeah, yeah, And yeah, then yeah, he yeah. left with some people who turned against Jim Jones. He sent people to the airport, and they shot them out in the parking lot before they got on the plane. So they killed a U.S. congressman and former members who had just left. Oh, so this guy was just a, like a murderer guy. He sounded like a megalomaniac, egotistical Absolutely. type guy. But why, but why take everyone else's life? I don't know. Maybe I, just I got don't a know. question, though. How did he get all these people? Were all the people that committed suicide American? Pretty, yeah, he moved everyone down to South America that were American. And it's sad because most of them, like I think it's something like 60 to 70% were black Americans who were trying to get out of like this very racist society and live right. in peace. and he just killed them. Yeah, it's <laughs> horrific. That's, that's horrific. what it sounded like. Yeah. Crazy. Well, listen, that's, very, very scary stuff. Um, and we have more different audio clips. We're not going to be Jim Jones in all night. Yeah, well, that, listen, that's great. I think, look, th- this Jim Jones stuff, I've always, listen, cults and, like, cult leaders and, like, charismatic wackos, like, like really, you know, you know, to a certain extent, I'm one of those guys. You guys, you know, you show I mean, you we're guys all here. Up. That's Yeah, you guys show up to hang out with me. Charismatic you know. wacko. Well, listen, Jack, you're doing a great job in there. Thank you for mixing in the music. By the way, Griffin and Sam, excellent. By the way, I'm very, very Yeah, so listeners know the... we have a live piano player, and then yeah. Griffin's playing the saw. He's playing the saw. As a matter of fact, maybe... So, um, can we just get some of that saw real yeah, quick? Yeah, let's get that saw a little bit really You quick. know, suicidal men can be charming. So we're gonna go to we're gonna go to music for just a few minutes here uh, on a gun wash, uh, Jack. You know, without Spliffington, why don't we just have Sam and Griffin play? Is that cool? Can we? Well, do that? I would actually like to introduce an original song by Sam that he's gonna play. Oh, there we go. oh, I didn't know that. Oh, thanks. Well, now for you know. Thanks for me on. Sam Surprise! Miller. Sam All Miller right. just moved here from Seattle. Amazing musician. Well, also, my new roommate. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, well, uh, without further ado, I guess Sam will now play an original song. We're here on Gunwash. Uh, we'll be back in just a few minutes. Uh, Sam, of course, will be accompanied by the one Griffin. You know we're on Gunwash.com, HeritageRadioNetwork.org, live call in 718-497-2128. It is spooky Halloween night, third year in a row. Let's get a clean here. start on that song. And let's pull up that song and get a clean start, Sam. I need to hear a little... Oh, there we go. Marionette My Marionette 
is your full name? What's, what, how do you, what do you go by, sir? Just my name. Sam? Yeah, Sam Miller. Sam Miller. Well, excellent. You know, it's, it's interesting, Sam. The song was spooky. Almost in, uh, how do you say? Uh, Adam's Family. Yeah, Sideshow, Carnival. I was yeah. just going to say that. I was going to say, yeah, is that your style, Sam? Or is that a particular song that you find to be spooky and maybe some others are different? Um, that's starting to be my style. It's just, uh, it's like Halloween every day. Yeah. I, hey, listen, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, if it was Halloween every day, uh, we would, we'd all have cavities or something. I don't know. Something like this. Uh, well, listen, that was unbelievable. What That's is the a name pleasant of, joke, Aaron. What is the name of that song, Sam? Marionette. Marionette. Yeah. Oh, Come on. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, hey, I don't want to uh, force the guy to name his song Marionette, but it sounded like that was the title. Uh, anywhere we can, particular, we can find more of your music because it's quite uh, interesting. Oh, actually, by the way, before you say that, you know, Griffin, you can actually hit notes on that thing. It's beautiful. This thing. Yeah, the saw. Yeah. You, you can actually, you can actually, you, there's, it's almost like... You can actually hit notes. How and, sharp and is that? Follow, uh, you can that was a musical pun. Follow a scale. Uh, oh, that was that's a musical true. pun. You know, you just made a joke. But that's remember. the instrument right here. I though. also have this weird instrument. Yeah, that's like, are you afraid of the song. dark? It's so funny because... Yeah, Yo, what is just it? let that rock for a minute. Instrument. Yo, just let that go. What is that? It's like I have no idea what it it's is. It's not but the then... sound effects board. This is. Yeah, like just sounds like that. It sounds like a nightmare. Yeah, right. Exactly. Sounds like Rectex room. Sounds like sounds like you know. Are you afraid of the dark? Like all those sounds we always heard. What do you call this, Griffin? Uh, I call it a water phone. Oh, oh okay. It's water. a water phone. And uh, and for those of you who are interested, Sam, where can we find some more of your music? Because oh, and I hope also we can hear more before the end of the show. Yeah, there's I mean, a lot of show awesome. left. Yeah, yeah, I would love to play more. Um, you could find me on Bandcamp. You could download the album or listen Sick, to it dude. there on iTunes, whatever. But Sam Miller Bandcamp or on Facebook or wherever. That's cool, man. There's a lot more scary shit. There's coming. a We're lot. We're like kind of breaking format. We're gonna play one song from Space Disease. There's and just a take ton, a breather, right? ton of more stuff to come. Yeah. Uh, we're here with Emily McMaster, Griffin Rue, and the one Sam Miller who just played a live tune accompanied by the saw and the water phone. Yeah, I think that was called. Uh, now to Space Disease. We are on Gunwash, and we will be, we will be back in just a few moments. Let's get spooky. Yes, very much so.
said, I can't sleep here, but I know what I can do. I can go to the city. The animals saw Mr. Big go away. Mad.
I mean, what? Oh, the Jim Jones stuff. Well, apparently, there's more good stuff to come too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well. And Gunwasha, we are here, Mondo. Get those cans on. We are back. Uh, Emily's about to step inside. Um, well, this is one of these times of the year when actually Jack's actually kind of a little bit chipper because I guess the Knicks, the season opener is this week. What happened with that, Jack? Are we? That they lost by like fifty. Yeah, Already? Well, but at least, Damn. But at least yeah, you know, but you know. we can. I, I know. I know you get really wrapped up in like the New York basketball thing, but you can at least be happy that there's basketball. It's the to only watch, thing right? I can do where like. I can shut my brain off totally. Hey, I do like you? their perseverance. You know what I mean? Do you play fantasy basketball and stuff? Oh, there's a whole other thing. There's a whole other thing. See, I don't even. These are things I don't even know about you, but they go on in your life, and you like wrestle with them. But you don't yeah. talk about them, but they're there. I got Jack a a, a Knicks rag. Yeah, the other day. he loves that. Uh, he loves Knicks. Well, uh, this guy will wear a, 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 a three piece tuxedo with a Knicks cap. Uh, well, anyway, thank you, everyone, for joining us. We are on Gunwash. It is our yearly tradition, of course, to have spooky stories. It's dark and scary. And the lights are off in the, the studio. Light. Yes, the lights are off. I was we even, have candles. We're all candles. doing heroin. It's all doing... <laughs> Mama light. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, uh, I was even instructed, Armando, by Jack, uh, that what? maybe the, the mood would be better, perhaps, although, uh, you know, I, me, I like to... Put the, the brightest out. down? Well, I'd like to have yeah, the outline. Shut the fucking lights in, off. In but how bright know. was that? Because that is pretty scary if you have it all the way to right, the top. Right, and like, it looks like it's uh, like, you know, blowing Too illuminated. Yeah. FaceTiming in the dark. But, my, but the point being that, yes, it is true. It's nice once in a while to have a really, really dark, dark studio. And now I can even see that the booth, in fact, is dark. And here we are together. You, me, Armando, Emily's here. Sam's in the bathroom. He'll Sam, be back. Sam's in the bathroom, but he... Uh, he no. might be dead. Yeah, oh. let's, let's hope not. And when he comes back, we'll have scary uh, tunes and accompaniment. But in the meantime, the one Emily McMaster is here, and it is not often that we get to see her. I know. It's only once a year. And it's this... only once a year, and, you know, I don't really see you other than that, which, you know, we could... I literally we... don't think I've seen you since last time. I don't think... Yeah, well, really? no, yeah, yeah, it's been a while. I mean, we, we can we can hang out if you want, but usually we just, we just don't. I don't know. It's just the way it works out. It's usually Halloween when we're hanging out. Usually you text me to tattoo me and I'm like, uh, maybe yeah, soon. Yeah, one of these days. No, you and, can. Uh, maybe the next life. So, so before we get into more audio, I'd like to just talk about a phenomenon that I've been thinking about recently. Please, absolutely. And I'm sure a lot of people in this room have experienced it as well. And I'm looking forward to hearing your experiences about it. But I wanted to talk a little bit about, because, you know, I... All wax poetic about skinwalkers and devils and ghosts. And what is a skinwalker? Well, no, I'm not going back there. I'm just saying, like, I'll talk about legendary things. But this is a very real thing that happens to people that is scientifically documented and actually might be the most horrifying thing to happen to you. The most. Sleep paralysis. Ah, yes. Uh, A very, very devastating symptom of multiple sclerosis and also extremely mysterious. Well, it can happen for a lot of different disorders. It can happen with anxiety, insomnia... Um, I mean, just stress in general. Yeah. A lot of sleep disorders. For those who are unfamiliar with what I'm talking about, it is when you're awoken in the night during an REM cycle. And for those who don't know, when you are in REM, your muscles um, experience a sort of paralysis. It's called muscle atonia. It's so you don't run around in bed, like say you're having a nightmare and someone's right. chasing you. Your body paralyzes itself to protect itself. Yeah. Otherwise, we would all be in danger with all the you know wacky things that are happening in our dreams. So sleep paralysis is 
a combination of waking up during your REM sleep when your body is paralyzed. You can't speak. You can hardly breathe. But you're still dreaming. And uh, these experiences happen to not just people who have anxiety and, and uh, nope. autoimmune disease or brain disorders. They actually happen to the Normal. everyday person. They, they could happen to you tonight. They and could happen I, to me tonight. I hope all I my hope. listeners I hope. experience it at least once. Uh, I would imagine if I did experience it. And I've, you never I've, have? Well, I, you know, I've had, I have sleep issues at times. But, you know, what they say about when you are in REM sleep, your frontal cortex is... Uh, doesn't have a lot of activity going on, which is why our dreams make no sense and are often uh, trippy and strange. And oftentimes I think my dreams scare me enough that if I were to wake up in one, I might have a stroke or a heart attack. Well, it's a very classic explanation for alien abductions right? and hauntings because the classic sleep paralysis is when you wake up, you your room looks as normal, maybe you can see the moon shining in through the windows sure. or a nightlight on. If you're lucky to have a view. But there's a figure at the end of your bed. That's really fucked up. So the first... This is know, common. This is a common in-sleep paralysis. It's common. It can happen to seriously anybody tonight, and I, I hope it does. No, but what I'm saying is I mean, the person at the end of your bed is a common thing. That's there's two. There are two types of common sleep paralysis. There's the person at the foot of your bed, and there is what was referred to in Nordic culture as the old hag. Oh Which is God. somebody that sits on your chest. That's so scary. That's so, that is like so scary. It's uh, where we get succubus and incubus from. The demons that sit on you and hurt Out you. Out to Brandon sleep. Boyd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's so scary. Now, I might be doing listeners a favor for informing them about this because the first time I experienced it... I knew what was happening. You knew that you were in a sleep. However, it was state. still horrific. Did you get the hag or the guy at the end of the bed? I got something completely different. Oh, no. Oh, no. Very scary, am yeah. I right? Oh, my God. So, the sun had come up because I slept in like a the lazy fool I am. And my boyfriend's asleep next to me, but I can't move to wake him up. So my eyes open, and I just see the sunlight illuminating the whole room, and everything looks normal. And then in the corner, I look, and there is a figure that looks like it's made completely of tinfoil with a triangle head and three eyes. And I'm staring at it, and it's staring at the opposite wall. And I couldn't move or scream. And I was just waiting for it to turn around and look at me. And finally, when it started to move and slowly turn around to see me stuck in bed, I jerked awake. And it was gone. Now, is that fucking scary or what? Dude, if you woke up and there was a tinfoil man with a triangle head and he turned around and tried to look at you, I'd have a fucking heart attack. I'm shaking in my boots. Yeah, I'm scared. I feel like one time Armando passed out of my house and that happened. Yeah, you were the guy in the tinfoil. That was yeah, just Armando. Was Armando. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was Jack dressed up in tinfoil. He does that sometimes. Uh, yeah, I mean... That is... Wait, uh, listen, I, I gotta say, I'm sorry. This That is... Th- there's a thing. Uh, certain people, for some reason, attract scary stuff. And I'm one of them. Yeah, you're one of them. <laughs> and, I, and, it, listen, and I think that, that... Listen, I think that's wonderful, by the way. I think that's... Would you say you're a witch? Um... I mean, would you all say I'm a witch? I, 
What do they say about witches, right? If uh, back in the day, if if uh, if you want to find out what a witch is, you crucify them, right? And if they if they <laughs> no, don't, what? yeah, yeah, yeah. If I you, think you're thinking about Christians. Uh, well, no, no. I I this, what I've heard is that back in the day, if you want to find out if someone is a witch, you crucify them, and if they don't cry. That means they're a witch because no, they you, have they you know, don't feel Christ's. You guys are all gonna love, love this, and I can't believe I mean I'm saying this on radio. I actually have the mark of the devil, which in, back in the Salem trials, if I was born, they would have burned me at the stake. And what is the mark of the devil? A third nipple. Oh, you have that. Sick. That's a, um, Classic devil sign and, for a witch. But, see, but but you know, but see, like you know, as we as we move forward in in our in medical study. Uh, a lot of people say, you know, yes, yes, you know, we, we should find witches and we should eliminate witches, but do you know also that some people have dermatitis and things that might also come up as a third nipple and maybe it's they're not witches, but yes, 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 uh, we should get rid of witches and things of this No, it's nature. real. So, but you might... I might be a witch. You might be a witch, but I mean, well, what is a witch then? Because, I mean, you're a modern-day chick. You go out, you hang, we hang together. Uh, you've never haunted my dreams. You've only really been ever? a... Uh, you've always been pleasant around me. Okay, good. Uh, you know, maybe that's a spell that you if, have me under. Uh. I would like to propose any listeners, if you have any sleep paralysis experiences, to call in. I will share a few others if you'd like to hear them. I would love to hear them. And But listeners, if you want to call in and talk about your experiences, 718-497-2128, Emily McMaster would maybe address your sleep paralytic experience. The second one is so stereotypically scary that I'm not even going to spend a lot of time on it. But once I was just taking a nap in the afternoon, casually, as you might tomorrow, sure, Aaron. Sure, sure. And I woke up and I couldn't move and I knew what was happening. Luckily, I was on my stomach, which I heard you're less likely to see things that way. It's also bad for your spinal cord, but I go know, on. I know. I don't want to talk about it. Anyway, so I felt a little relieved. Finally, when I jerked myself free and woke myself up, I rolled onto my back. And at the foot of my bed was a little girl with long black hair, very ring-like. Like the ring, yeah, yeah. And then she reached out and she grabbed my leg. And she jerked it to the bottom of the bed. Mm. But, but what do you mean, like, it, she jerked it off the bed? She jerked me to the bottom of the bed and then I woke up. Like with, a, like with the strength of a man? Yes, exactly. The brolic man. Can you man. believe this, what she's saying? That really happens to you in your paralytic sleep experience? That was one of them. The most recent one. Oh, you have these all the time. No, I've only had these. I've only had three. Oh, you're a witch. She's a witch, dude. Come on. Burner. I don't want to. I don't want to listen. Burning. I don't want to say no. I would never do anything like that to you. I, I would. I accept you. If even if you are a witch, I accept you as you are. I will light you up. You're wonderful. You're wonderful to me, Emily. It's not a problem if you're a witch. Uh, but I have to say, although I have had uh, strange dreams and things like this, I haven't had an experience like that. I don't want to jinx myself, Armando. Uh, who knows, I might have one uh, this very night. But you were saying the other experience you had was similar and yet... Sometimes when I have nightmares, I wake up in a huge pile of sweat. Well, yeah, that's... Well, yes. Right, and then what? This one time, I was thinking about it so much because I was always thinking about, damn, why I'm always sweating. And then I was dreaming that it wasn't sweating; it was actual blood, and I was drowning. See, he has them too. It's fucking. But I don't remember the nightmares. Yeah. What was your other sleep paralysis experience? You've only had three, you say. Only three, but it's enough to terrify you to. About going to sleep, and you've also got a ton of other different pretty girls don't sleep in your life. That's what's up. So recently, 
I was also taking, I sleep a lot during the day, I guess. Um, I was taking a nap and I, in my sleep, my eyes open or I can't move and I'm dreaming that my body just levitates from the bed. So you're, you're off the and bed. And it starts levitating. rotating very slowly. Like horizontally? Yes. Yeah. Very exorcist-like. Yeah, wow, it's really And I'm weird. just going slowly in a circle. And I'm awake, and I realize I'm dreaming and imagining this. But I could not wake myself up. So as the relapsed Catholic I am, I just start saying the Virgin, Ma- the Hail Mary over and over. Oh, you say that. Because I couldn't do anything about it, and it felt very, you know, for someone who's superstitious and who was raised Catholic. And you were so, wow. When you're rotating above your bed in a sleep paralysis... You talk to the Virgin Mary. So you know biblical stuff. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, you could say, hey, listen, I'm a witch. I believe in this and that spooky stuff. I like this kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, if you're floating above your bed, you're going to pray to fucking Christ, dude. Oh, absolutely. You don't want to be up there. you got to stop taking But, like, you, I would get so panicky, I couldn't even be able to talk. Yeah, I was just yeah. Like, and also, I don't know the prayer, but yeah. Exactly. Well, you, couldn't, yeah, you yeah. couldn't talk. You just had to say it in your head. You, you say it in your head. When you're in sleep paralysis, you can't open your mouth. You can't. You feel like you can't breathe. You can't move your limbs. Okay, so you're you can't to, wake up. So you're praying to Mary, the Blessed Mother, and, and, and what happens? You're floating finally, around. Floating around. And finally, I just drop. I wake up. Just jerk from my bed. And what makes that not just a dream? The fact that you, it's physical, like your mind is awake, but your body is still in the REM dream state. There's a real difference. Like you've had an everyday, every no, night Everyday dream. nightmare, but you wake up and your mind is, you're dreaming, but you, you know, you can't move. Your muscles are so locked in that REM state, but you can open your eyes and realize that this is, you know. Oh, you know, it just freaked me out. I think I have those all the time. Yeah, <laughs> that's it's funny. No, well, I'm serious. glad to there, give you a scientific well, explanation there for is, your there is nothing horror. there is nothing quite as scary as being in a dream and not being and not being able to move although I can't I can't say that I've had a real sleep paralysis before when it happens wood. to you you'll know yeah 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 would, it does how, happen. To, I mean, like, I don't know if this is sleep paralysis, but I, I've had recently this happened a few times where I'm asleep and I think that Odetta's like coming home and trying to wake me up and then I'm trying to move to say hi to her and I can't move see, my I, body. That sounds like, like sleep paralysis. See, but I is, have, right? Yo, Jack, you know I what? It's real two. though. It, reels, it feels like such a struggle. I'm like, I oh have, my God, I right, can't turn around. Right. I like, really want to turn around. Yeah, you I can't, can't do move. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. fucked up. Man. Jack, you're a witch. <laughs> yeah, well. We knew that, right? He's a warlock. Jack is a warlock. No, actually, it's really fucked up when you have dreams and, like, you feel like... Because I remember, like, I had a dream and a teddy bear was trying to come after me and I needed to, like, grab it, but I couldn't move my arms, but I felt like I wanted to move my arm. That's sleep paralysis? That just seems like a nightmare to me. No, that seems like a nightmare. Sleep paralysis, your eyes are probably open. Like, you can see the surroundings of your bed. Like, you're in a waking but life. But then there's a demon... Or a, like a figure around you. Why are there, why is there always someone else involved? I mean, I, you told me the one where you're floating above your bed, and it didn't seem like there was anyone else in the dream. But why is there someone at the end of the bed? Why is there a hag or a girl? Or why is that? It's really inexplicable, but it's existed in every culture. Today, I found out, you know, in the American Southwest, they call it the witch on your back. Then it's the oh, so succubus it's in some cultures. Um, it's a very common element in the human brain to picture either a dark silhouette. Or a demon-like alien creature, a goblin. So weird. I know. It's One so time weird. I had sleep paralysis. Yeah, he just, was, he just learned what sleep paralysis yeah, is. Now he has not, it all the time. Yeah, He's yeah. got it every day. I was uh, dreaming or whatever it is that I was eating a huge marshmallow and my uh, pillow was gone. 
right after. I heard that one before. Yeah. I, know, I wrote that one down. I actually wrote that one down a long time ago. You know, Thank uh, you, Jack. You know, yeah, no um, Emily uh, and company, of course. Uh, Art Bell used to do the shows where he would have, uh, he would, you know, dedicate, you know, say three hours straight to, to you know, a show all about shadow people. And shadow people are... Oh, I, I'm very familiar with shadow yeah, people. Yeah, so this sounds like it's something similar, you know, like the shadow people, the men in black, the guy that appears at the end of your bed, uh, things of this nature. But the shadow person, I just find it interesting that in all cultures, and like you just said in the great American Southwest, they refer to it as the witch on your back, there is something going on in our minds where we, like you said, often envision uh, a person mm-hmm. or a, a shadow person. But why? It freaks well, me out. It's inexplicable, but there's a lot of theories of, um, you know, facing predators. And, you know, a lot of people think nightmares are a simulation for real life danger. So your body gets used to yeah. actual fear. Yeah. And, that, and that's actually, that, that's neuroscience. I mean, there, there's professors who talk about that. You have nightmares so that it, like, it increases your, your uh, frontal cortical stimulation. So you'll be able to react to stress factors in life when you're in your waking life. But the idea that... Frequently, we see a woman. Or an alien. Yeah, but... Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't, I don't know. It's archetypes that exist in human cultures are a lot more common than we think across the entire globe. It's very strange. Something that's embedded in the human mind that, you know, might scare you one night. Well, she's done an incredible job at scaring us. What else? There's something Do else. Do we have more time right now? No, we got tons of time. I don't know. Let's see. As we listen to some spooky music, let me check my outline while I'm cursed by the fucking monster outline! Yeah! Oh, actually. Hey, no, we I gotta go to music. Actually, we gotta go to music. Nah, bummer. No, we gotta go to music for like one minute. Yeah, we're gonna though. play like one song. Yeah, yeah, Sam. It's gonna be another play scary Sam, song. Here. How about, can we play the Charles Manson pop song that I brought along? Oh, yeah, yeah. So we all know Charles Manson. Um, That's my doo doo. Yes, and he is a, you know, he was. Armando, uh, he's Disrespected bad. by the Beach Boys. I like and bad people. Went nuts. <laughs> but his, uh, his solo music was actually kind of interesting. This particular song I enjoy. A lot, and I brought it along for you guys. This is a really good song. Perfect Halloween song. Take it away, Jack. Jack. One Charles Manson. There's a time for living. The time keeps on flying. Think you're loving, baby, and all you're doing is crying. Can you feel? Ah, those feelings real. Look at your game, girl. Look at your game, girl. What a mad delusion. Living in that confusion. Frustration and doubt. Can you ever live without the game? The sad, sad game. Look at your game, girl. Oh, look at your game, girl. If you can't 
That song. Well, it's a it's a it's a spooky it's a nice one. song. Yeah, huh? it's like it's a, like you know it's interesting. It's a good song. When you think about the guy, you know, but it's like a good song. It's like rah, rah, rah. <laughs> it's like uh, what? Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what it was like in, in a way. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of that, uh, speaking of rah rah rah, uh, Mondo... we, have, we have a new song for the Mondo segment. Oh, good. Oh, excellent. Here we so go. So many new songs. I want all our listeners to know they can call in and share spooky stories if they have them. Also, just picture we're in a dark. Recording studio right now with just candles on the table. It's yeah. very. This is my favorite year yet, probably. Just Thank for you. That really? Well, and you know these beautiful guests, but they're spooky yeah. and spooky. In the dark. I think. Uh, All right, Emily, here's the Mondo segment. Okay. Well, I was just going to say, Emily, I think we get better and better at this every year. As we had planned, move close together, get ready to land, circle around as we go down. I don't really have that many spooky stories because it's been like a good year, but I do remember around this time last year when I had that accident fall at that abandoned theater. Yeah, that's scary. That was pretty scary. And one of my last... I was explaining this to someone recently. Uh, one of my last thoughts was when I was, you know, falling. It was like when I was going to land. I was like figuring out when that was going to happen. And yeah, I fell and got hurt. and was in the hospital for a few weeks. But what was spooky... This is like a little scary part to it. The other day, which is probably about a year after that, I saw they were tearing down the building. Ah. Oh, wow. Right on 7th Street and Avenue A. I'm like, oh, damn. It's gone now, yeah. It's gone. That's out of this world. When you're stuck in that moment, Armando, where you're like, I'm going to hit, I'm going to hit, I'm going to hit, I'm going to hit, what goes on in your head there? It, it's so many, so much, so many thoughts were going on, but that was my main concern, was when I was going to land. So just repeat the story, though. You fell how far? About 18 feet into all this debris and rubble. And, uh, yeah, and I just, like, had this concussion, and I thought I was going to die. Jack, this is what we call, this is what we refer to as a lucky-to-be-alive fall. Right. Without, without any doubt. And yeah, all the, I was with uh, two of my friends, and they were all, they were crying. They were, like, literally crying. They thought I died yeah. and, on the spot. And uh, interesting factoid, I think, something that Emily might uh, appreciate, um, the last uh, Newport 100, uh, which was found in Armando's jacket when he got to the hospital, uh, had blood covered, was covered with with blood spatter. You still have it, right? And I still have the very cigarette. Put that in a glass inside. box. Yeah, it's hidden in a, a special place. Yeah, and it has blood on it, and it's actually inside. The but check this out. So you should smoke it. When I was uh, I walking, I when I was walking away, when I was staring at the you know the construction site, I was like imagining, imagine like I did die, and a big ghost would like be coming out that hole, like the center of the. The crane hitting that shit, you know. Well, you mentioned it was like a, it was like a, I mean, it was like a scary sort of. Yo, I t- sometimes I tell people like, yo, man, you're hanging out with a ghost. 
Well, yeah, but you said you've been saying that since before you fell. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I've been hearing that forever. Everything I say is a sonnet, man. I'm running out of material. Well, that's not untrue. <laughs> it's not untrue. You know, Shit. but uh, yeah, man. So like I said, no, no scary stories. That's okay because Emily has. Plenty Sometimes of I have nightmares and I forget them. Uh, look, it's hard to remember dreams. That's why we have Wiccan. Like I'm, I'm just kidding. I well, hope actually, I have nightmares. I hope I have one tonight. And and we're lucky enough, of yeah, course, that Emily. Kind of. In a weird way, they're they're interesting. Especially to look if you're back like lucid. Like, yeah. Oh shit! Whatever. I can never get lucid. I try. Griffin, you have any weird dreams? Any weird dreams? Um. Yeah, all the time. Yeah. Weird dreams. Weird. All the time. Constantly. And the more I write down my weird dreams, and then I have more weird dreams. Right, that feeds back into it. It feeds right? back in. They I get say in the right. if you write them down, you get more lucid as you go. It's true. Yeah. I haven't tried. I heard that um, if you smoked mugwort or drank mugwort tea, you'd have lucid dreams. And I tried that. That didn't work for me. On you, several man. occasions. Mugwort. I, I tried smoking a lot of mugwort. <laughs> it's funny. Which is, which it's is so legal, gross. Emily, Emily, is like, Emily like raised her eyebrows when you said that, and I'm just thinking to myself, like, yeah, Emily would have mugwort. I, don't know I tried why. to smoke mugwort because I was trying to quit cigarettes. What is mugwort? No, I, uh, I just, I lucid dream quite frequently. Okay. Oh, and really? Oh, okay. Yeah. Anything spooky? No, I just do the weirdest shit. And, like, the other night I was lucid dreaming, and I was like, man, I would love to just lay in a field of marshmallows right now. And then it appeared. Mm. I typically just fly or get some weird sexual things happening. Yeah, I never had any of that. Sex stuff sometimes, but flying, no, I never had. What what about things that aren't as spooky but kind of creepy? I mean, they're synonyms, so... One time I dropped a pack of cigarettes, and I was really, really frustrated about it. And I was, you know, I had this cold dark cloud around me and I just it was just it just felt really cold and then about three hours later I'm walking and I found a same pack of cigarettes with the same amount that I smoked earlier but it was about two you told this story last year did I? Oh, really? yeah that's a big you've got like a magical memory Emily any any recent scaries spookies weirdies oh, witches oh, oh. wackies bad crowd man tough crowd <laughs> Well, I have some more audio that I brought tonight. Oh, wonderful. Play Jack, it, play it, please. Jack, why don't you yeah. get me some tone to describe what we're about to listen to? Let's see what we can pull up here. Yeah, please Let's let try me know, because I wasn't, uh, you know, I came in a little late tonight. A little late. Just, Just on time. It's good to see you. It's really good to see you, too. We'll have to talk to you tonight soon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if you could play this wandering soul, Jack. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to play you um, a psychological experiment that the U.S. Army pulled in Vietnam. They created this audio called The Wandering Soul, which was a combination of uh, Buddhist death chants and Vietnamese families screaming for help. The first, um, first voice you'll hear in this recording is a little girl screaming for her daddy, come rescue her. That's so fucked up. The next thing you'll hear is him responding, saying, I am dead. I am in hell. And this is I'm walking the-, the earth. What the U.S. would do during the Vietnam War is they made this recording over a few months, and they would play it during interrogations, as well as they would blast it through the field with helicopters. 
because Vietnamese people are very superstitious, especially when it comes to death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So realizing this, we thought it'd be good to really psychologically fuck people up, essentially. Yeah. I mean, I'm fucked up. We're listening to this is just the intro of it, but once you hear the voices come in, they're saying things along the lines of turn back, don't fight, go home. I am dead forever and I'm wandering amongst you. So when you listen to this, just think about tropical Vietnam empty fields with this music blasting through it in an attempt to scare them shitless. Because they hear, you know, these recorded voices telling them to turn back and don't fight. Which people were saying we while they were We're going to let this rock. Yeah, let it rock. Let's hear it. Why do they want to be so fucked up, though? I don't understand. Why do they want to fuck people's heads up like that? Like, that's almost Is like, it weird, though? I find that so enemy. relaxing. I don't know why. Well, I was, I was just about to say, well, you know, deafy. now that sounds like some haunted house shit or some like bad like horror movie soundtrack, sure, but when sure. you think about it in the context and its intended purpose, it's very horrifying. It's horrifying. It's actually a guy, a, a person, by the way, Stroker in the house. I think that's him, right? Yeah, there he goes. Hey, bud. All right, cool. What up, girl? Um, yeah, I mean, unbelievably fucked up. I mean, really, really just ultimately fucked up. And that's something that the government, they recorded people dying and then played it to the culture 
to try and I, I I don't I don't know if I get that I don't know if I understand it. Well, they wanted to weaken the enemy in a way they thought they could do culturally. It's psychological, yeah, and they're, and knowing that they were so uh, superstitious and about death and oh, about just dead think people. about it like helicopters flying around Vietnam playing that. That's so fucked up. I'm so glad that I'm like not that I like wasn't part of that shit. Because yeah, me who either. Because who comes up with an idea like that? I mean, that's so fucked up. Like, I don't know, Emily. What makes you want to purvey these artifacts of horror and strangeness? I've had a few instances recently where I've shared some of the stories that I've known for that I've shared on this show. Yeah. And I've had, like, guffaws or laughs of, like, that's ridiculous. Right, but they're very, and I was very like, serious. No, and, you know, I'm definitely on the border of believer and just extremely gullible. But the supernatural scares me. But I thought for this instance, human actions could be just as scary around Halloween as the actions of ghosts. Yes. And, 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 in, and in fact, sometimes those human actions are the actions of monstrous monsters uh, well, as we heard from the Vietnam tapes. Well, I think the point of this show is that the human brain is capable of horrors, whether it's with sleep paralysis, with the concepts we can come up with to terrorize other humans, or, or whether it's the ability to convince 900 people to kill themselves. The human brain is capable of a lot of scares. You know, Around this time of year, it's good to be reminded of that. Exactly, and we celebrate it every year, and we think about it, and we go around, and we play spooky games, and we, you know, have trick-or-treat, and of course we have gun wash. We throw eggs. Hey, Emily, Emily, since you're like, since you're kind of like an expert here, what's up with all the decapitations lately? There have been a lot of decapitations Why is that happening so much? I mean, I've... Long Island, too. You heard about this? Some kid cut uh, his mom's head off, and then like... She was a teacher at SUNY Farmingdale, and he, uh, he's like 30, and he Chopped his mom's head off. And then he jumped in front of the train. And then he jumped in front of the train, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, But there's just a lot of decapitation. I mean, it's it's very confusing for me for two reasons. Like, it seems like an excessively difficult way to kill somebody. Right, exactly. And an excessively, like, theatrical way. Oh, my God. My friend, um, if Garrett's listening, he has sleep paralysis all the time, and it's a little more silly than mine. He sees, like, leprechauns. He told me in college, there's this girl in the cafeteria that was decapitated by an assassin with a sword. In real life or in his dream? In real life. He went to Virginia Tech and this happened. They later found out she was a, you know, she was an exchange student, sort of part of a royal family who was disloyal to them. So they sent over an assassin to kill her. And he did it in the lunchroom. In the cafeteria with a sword and he just waited for the cops to show up. He's like, hey, I have a sword. Like, um... Like what? Like where do you even? I think this. I think listen. This is what I, what I was trying to say before is that you know like this time of the year like we remind ourselves of like spookiness and scariness and weirdness and, and things of this nature and even dare I say deathiness. But the idea that we actually like dare if, you say if, if if you're wondering whether horror and and scariness exists, it exists. And we make it. Whether you make that person at the end of your bed show up or not, whether that's a whether that's something that you created with your mind or not, we, the human mind, the human mind creates the scary, the horror in the world. I want to confess when something. They, and when they harness that scary power, they Emily, can do awfully scary things. I, I wanted to kill somebody one time, and I think that was like kind of scary. 
You want to tell us about it? I was, like, really angry at someone, and I was really going to, like, go out my way and premeditate something and kill someone. You saw he was at me. He wanted to kill me. Yeah. You're under arrest, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah, this is evidence on gun wash. Yeah. Um, so I like it. I feel like sharing it. Well, I guess... Um, Armando wants to kill someone, so we have to... Uh, well, that's also Show's canceled. Oh, yeah, gun wa- no more yeah, gun wash. Yeah. Well, perhaps, you know, the human brain is capable of many despicable things we've learned tonight. It's also capable of beautiful and sort of creepy things. I'd like to have Sam Miller play another original before we end the show tonight. I think maybe we'll, I think maybe we'll play out with the original. Am I wrong? I mean, uh, we've had such a spooky night. Why not uh, You know, out it? to Emily, though, who's like now producing the show she comes on. I love it. Oh, it's, well, it's yeah, awesome. she's, a, she's a pro at this point. Uh, she's a pro. I'm a little too comfortable. Who... Sorry, Jack. Thank you for having I me. It. I love this. Oh, I look forward to this every year. Oh, Emily, it's... it's, it's I started it's... fishing for ghost stories like months ago and it, no one really had any good ones. Before. It is. Well, I you, love it. you are a, a living collection of spookiness and scariness and uh, I hope you are a witch. We look up to you greatly and of course we look forward to this episode Emily if you have one year. more story too we've got time we've got time for one more story yeah the classic this is from our classic. dad classic hmm. well I was told recently I was in a conversation about imaginary friends did you guys have imaginary friends when you were little uh, I, pr- no. I, was the, I wanted like chicks I was like oh uh, yeah so you, Still, I like fantasize about. So you masturbated, <laughs> yeah, in a sense, yeah. Okay, yeah, sense, yeah it's a little yeah. different. Yeah. Um, well, imaginary friends. I didn't really have any. I mean, the I person you talk to every day. No, I did. Did they have a name? No. I just talked to myself mostly. And, and... Well, I had this friend who told me recently that when he was little, he had this imaginary friend named G, and he was like f- like five to seven ish. You know, it was like very fleeting. Sure. And um, he remembers it because he just he said he, the guy kind of looked like him. You know. He had red hair and glasses as well. <laughs> and that's like how he remembers. He's like, oh, yeah. He's like, you know, I'm probably like looking in the mirror, like talking to myself or at least like enjoying my own company as a kid. You know, kids' minds are very strange, very imaginative. Um, but he kind of he kind of forgot about it. And years later, it kind of came up with his niece, who was also like talking to somebody all day. And he mentioned to his parents, he's like, hey, did you ever remember Jean, my imaginary friend I used to talk to all the time? And suddenly his parents became, like, very sullen and very serious. And they quickly changed the subject. Wow. And he was like, that's sort of weird. Anyway, it was very strange for a few hours. They finished dinner. And then his parents pull him and his brother into the living room. They're like, we never told you that when you were young, you had a twin brother. He died when he was six months old of a heart failure. And his name was Gary. And they're like, we remember you used to talk to your imaginary friend G, who you said looked like you. And you would make drawings with him of you two together. And his mom told him that she still had the drawings. And she pulled them out. And they were just little crayon drawings of two red-headed boys with glasses together. And he just had fleeting memories of this. But apparently he had a twin that had died previously, and he thinks it might have been his imaginary friend. Oh, wow. Scaring the shit out of me, dude. Can you believe that? So, wait. So did his niece also start seeing this, having this imaginary friend? No, it was just like she was seeing, like she was like doing the childhood imaginary friend thing. Because that would have been scary, too. That made him remember it. He was like, oh, shit, I had an imaginary friend. And his parents freaked out. They thought he forgot about this whole 
episode. And they were talking to my parents again. But his mom felt very shit. like connected to these drawings because she felt like he like was really with his twin brother. Unbelievable. That's fucked up. Well, listen, there's a lot of scary stuff in this world. For all you listeners out there, this is an important thing to remember. When we do these stories, it's more than just spooky stories. We're inviting someone very important in to open our eyes to some of the darker things that happen in our everyday lives. And I am uh, certainly thankful. Emily, every time you come, it's a new, scary experience, and uh, I hope we have a million more of these. can't get enough of it. I don't know about you guys, but I'm, I'm I look I look out. forward to it every year. You guys are amazing. Oh, well, no, you're amazing. How can we... Get a room. Uh, yeah. Oh. Um, anyway, anyway, before Sam plays his original song, I'd like to say he's playing tomorrow at Silent Barn with other good friends of mine. Uh, and for those listening to this podcast next year, tomorrow means nothing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> tomorrow, Halloween. Right. Oh, yeah. Halloween 2014. At Silent Barn, 9.30, Sam Miller is going to be playing a Jack Skellington cover set from Nightmare Before Christmas. Ah, very and in, nice. For, you know, for listeners at home, Sam With Miller Leon actually Hartman. sort of looks like Jack Skellington. He's very tall and gangly, so yeah, it'll be very convincing. Skelly. How tall are you? Yeah, yeah. 6'3". You're, 6'3". You're lucky, man. I always wanted to be tall. Well, listen, guys, I uh, we're going to take us out with Sam Miller. Emily McMaster. Thank you guys again. No, thank you so much, Armando. Jack Inslee, Odetta Hartman, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Griffin thank Rue on the um, water hose, whatever. <laughs> Waterfall. Waterfall. Griffin, you you freaked me out just as much as Emily, which was the goal of this. And of course, um, Jack and everyone uh, in the I need studio. new jokes. Bro, where's Crispy? Yeah. Oh, and also, uh, Crispy, where are you? Special shouts to Herbert Spilfington. I uh, hope you're not having any. Duppy Horror Tale Crispy Beers in Jamaica Man. And without further ado, we will take you out with the one Sam Miller. Uh, join us next week on Gunwash. Hurry home. Sincerity buried deep inside of me, branching out so aimlessly. We were never meant to be. You want to say it to someone, you want to say, I love you. But there's no truth in love so long Someone else will come along You need to say it You need to say it You need to say it to someone You need to say it You need to say it You need to say it to someone I feel the before I ever came to be Now it's coming after me Now it's coming back for me You want to hear it from someone You want to hear I love you You want some truth before you're gone Someone else will come along You need to hear it 
You need to hear it. You need to hear it from someone. You need to hear it. You need to hear it. You need to hear it from someone. You need to hear it. You need to hear it. You need to hear it from someone. You need to hear it. You need to hear it. You need to hear it from Great show, everybody. We'll see you uh, next Christmas. No amino acids. No proteins, no enzymes, no nucleic acid. Impossible. No organism can maintain life without them. You mean no earth organism? You mean no earth organism? You